profane, sacrilege. What are you playing in this church? Have you no respect? Do you feel no reverence? And I feel sorry for you and your lack of soul. Hello, and welcome to the Horrors Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Chelsea. And we're bringing you the horror movies that you should be watching. How you doing, Chelsea? I'm pretty good. That's good. I'm I'm in a bouncy mood because I have a reggae song song stuck in my head. Oh yeah. It, you wanna you wanna sing it for the for the class? Not really, but it's one that my husband wrote with his friend called "Smoking on a Glass Dick." Yep. Uh, it is tied into the horror TV show that we're making called Punk Rock Cannibals. Follow us on Instagram, Punk Rock Cannibals. And um, I definitely saw your lips wrapped around it in a video. Yeah, yeah. It is cool. a uh, <laughs> tobacco pipe that is, <coughs> is green and uh, the shape of about a... A dick. Five, six inch dick. With balls. With balls that you cup and that's where the... You put your head, you put your, your mouth on the, the head, on the urethra. That's where, you, that's where you receive the tobacco smoke. The pee hole. Yep. Uh, and then you cup the balls, and that's where the, the carburetor is. Uh-huh. In the balls. So, yeah, how's your week been? It's been fun. Yeah? I think. Not really. Well, how so? It really hasn't been it fun. Hasn't been it's fun. been a normal week. <laughs> yeah, it was, I've been... it was a bit slow for me, too. Yeah. What movie are we talking about today, Chelsea? <laughs> we are talking about High Tension. High Tension. I... Uh, I am an asshole. I owe you an apology first and foremost because I could have sworn that you were the one who told me you took French in high school. So I thought you would appreciate the uh, fact that it is a French horror movie. uh, And apparently I was very wrong. That wasn't me. Um, (laughs) Only thing I told you about this movie was that I hadn't seen it. And I told you that on the last podcast. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, we'll get into whether or not that I'm happy I've seen it now. Um, Oh, God. Are you meing me? No. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Damn. You just listen to the podcast to find out, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, High Tension is a 2003 French slasher film. It was directed by Alexandre Aha. I'm pretty sure I'm saying his name right. Or Aha. And it got picked up by Lionsgate after it uh, premiered at the Midnight Madness section of the 2003 Toronto International Film Festival. I also thought that this was a more recently done movie. I did not realize it was from 2003. I and I wanted to bring this up. When was the when did, when did you watch it for the first time? For the first time probably I would say about 10 years ago. Okay. Thinking so, back on it, I mean, it seemed a lot more recent. Yeah, I guess 2010 is a lot more recent than 20, 2003. The the first time I watched it was then. I've watched it several times since then, but it just never right. dawned on me that it was from 2003. First time I watched it, uh, it had a 2.5 million budget, which is uh, pretty low, I would say, but pretty normal for like this kind, of, especially for like French horror. They just don't get the same budgets as like right. like Hollywood movies. Um, and then the box office, it got 6.8. So it made money. It made money, but it, you know, I don't know how much is uh, brought into the like the budget of the of the film, if that includes like advertising and all that. I don't know. I didn't look that deep into how advertised it was. I mean, I don't think it. I did see that the American box office release did not. Not make at all. 
because good. so yeah the when when Liongate picked it up uh, they spent 14 million to give it a wide release in the in the US right which is insane to me watching this movie and knowing that the original American version was the dubbed and R-rated one. Right. So it was originally NC-17, and they had to make it R to be able to give it a wide release, which took out, like, a lot of the gore. Right. And as we'll find out, this movie kind of, like, really relies on gore. Like, it's its biggest, it's its, it's, its biggest sell is the gore. I'm just going to say that. I'm not saying that, you know. Off the top, before we actually get into the plot... I am extremely happy that we ended up watching this and that we ended up picking this because it introduced me to, I'm going to try my best, the horror makeup artist, Gianto De Rosi. I know that's wrong. I know I sound white as fuck. Giannetto um, De Rossi? De Rossi? Yep. Maybe. Giannetto De Rossi. We'll say that. And he is, uh, like, one of the best French makeup artists and horror of all time. Yep. And he did a lot for the new French extremity movement, which is, which this is a part of, I think it kind of hit the tail end or maybe the beginning. I, I'm not exactly sure when it started. I think it was about the middle of it. I don't think it was the tail end. I guess it was the beginning. There was just a lot of movies before it. Right. But it was in like a three year span. Like it really took off. Uh, and it basically is just extremely, like extreme, like extremely graphic movies, uh, and a lot of them end up having sort of psychological twists at the end. Which spoiler, we're gonna get into spoilers. Hopefully, you watch the movie. This does have a twist. Um, so yeah, that's about it. I, I'm really excited that I have been introduced to New French Extremity. I'm so excited to watch more of these movies and this movement, and I. I I'm extremely excited to watch more of Giannetto De Rossi's uh, canon. So, yeah, with that being said, let's get into the actual movie High Tension. So it starts off with uh, Marie and Alex. Uh, do you know who played them, respectively? Um, I do. Give me a second to get into my notes. Pretty sure um, Alex is uh, her friend. Uh, Marie is the main character. I'm Marie sorry. is the main character. Her name is Cécile de France. Um, and uh, Alex, or Alexia, um, a lot of the names were changed in the American, American version. Sure. Um, so Alex is Mywin. So uh, Marie and Alex, played by Cécile and Mywin, uh, they're friends that are going to Alex's parents or family's uh like country estate, country, mm-hmm. country farm out yeah. in France to study for the weekend. Right. Uh, and so they get there and after they exchange pleasantries, like they kind of go to bed and we get a real, speaking of reggae. Wow. How did we do this? Yeah. Did you do that on purpose? No, I did not. <laughs> speaking of reggae. Hell yes. Uh, there's a pretty jarring scene of, is it jarring? Uh, I, the music is. Yeah, that, I was about to say the the, the music was the most I mean, jarring I mean, choice I mean, for I, this scene. I, I, I've, I've not watched many women masturbate, uh, but I mean, I'm guessing that's how it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that's a pretty realistic interpretation of masturbation on the female form. Uh, yeah, so Marie is masturbating to, while listening to a really shitty reggae song. <laughs> yeah, and like I just I've never put headphones in. 
and just listened to music, closed my eyes, and tried to rub one out. That just doesn't happen. She really feels the music. She loves, she loves some mean, reggae. It turns her on, I guess. Um, uh, well, before that, so the movie opens with Marie in like a hospital setting. Right. And, you know, she's repeating, um, you know, nothing will ever to keep us apart again over and over, stuff mm. like that. And then they're in the car ride. Yes. And, you know, Wait, she's... does a, it open up with a... It doesn't open up with a... a, a yes, it does. A, no, it opens up with a dream. It opens up in the dream, and then she wakes up. It opens up with Marie running through the forest and stopping a car... Right. And saying, please help me. And then she wakes up and they're in the car driving. That's when it begins at. That's where it starts at. But she... Oh, fuck. Yeah. No, she repeats it in the beginning. Because it comes full fucking circle. Yeah, I know. We're going to get there, but... Well, no, I know. But that part was definitely in the beginning. I think you're right. It does start off with, you know, she's stopping. She's, like, stepping out in the middle of the road. Yes. There's a car coming. And then... You know, there's there's definitely hospital scene in the beginning because okay. she's repeating the sentence. You know, and this... then she does wake up in the backseat of the car and she goes, I keep having these weird fucking dreams. And it's like, I'm being chased, but I'm chasing myself. Right. Which is a heavy alluding to what's going on. Yeah. And this is my first. This brings me to my first gripe about the movie is the atrocious dubbing. And I can't, you cannot find a fully French version on the internet, which sucks. You can find it for free on Pluto TV, uh, which hopefully I'll, I'll put on the internet so everyone knows that so they can watch it for free. You see, can watch it for free, and it is the un- unrated version, so you get all the good kills, but that's fucking see, shitty. And then half of the movie's not dubbed. Right. So why is the beginning, it doesn't, it, we'll get into that well, as it goes. <laughs> But um, the beginning is very heavily dubbed, and it's, it's it is not it's good. not the best job at dubbing. Um, I wish I could find. I, I actually watch. watched it on Amazon with for free with uh, through IMDb's channel, I guess. Oh, word. Um, it did have commercials. Mine did too. But which sucked because it was like dry skin commercials. So like, I, it would always happen at like a wait for this a high, high tension, tension moment. moment. Oh shit! <laughs> and then it would just be like. Uh, your dry skin is missing <laughs> Sarah V. Their skin was not Sarah dry at v. all during this movie. Um, but the, the to watch the complete French version, it's not under high tension. It's under a different name. No, I think that, well, maybe the, the French version of high tension, but it was released it, in the UK as Switchblade Romance. Right. But it wasn't it released in France as the Switchblade Romance. No, it was released in France as uh, Haute Tension. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. So... French for high tension, which obviously, I don't, uh, why would they release a French movie in, with an American title? Um, so anyways, our differing opinions on <laughs> the beginning aside, they there is the dream scene. I should have mentioned that. Um, that's very important. Uh, and then we cut to some dude in a fucking truck. Yes. Getting... Getting head, head from a head. And we find out <laughs> that the head is not attached to a body. <laughs> and then he just drops it out of the uh, out of the out of the window and drives off. And then we get a close up look. We get a very hereditary shot of this the chick's head. head. Um fun fact about the head, a lot of people thought 
it was Alex's head in the beginning. Oh, yeah? But it's not Alex's head. It's not Alex's head. It's a hint that kind of tells you that the killer has a type. Oh, yeah? Yes. Gotcha. So it's, that's why that they, that's why she gets, or he gets uh, entranced by Alex and doesn't immediately kill her. Right. And, again, we're jumping a little bit. Yeah, so then they all wake up, and the, the dad is a knock at the door. Right. So they get to the house. Um, dad's still awake. Exchange pleasantries. She diddles to some reggae. <laughs> um and then there's, there's a knock at the door. You see the, the creepy van pull up from, you know, when home dude's sitting in it, you know, getting head from the head. Yeah. And it, it he knocks on the door and the dad comes down. And what I loved about it is this is like less than 30 minutes into the movie and the gore already starts. Oh, yeah. I did appreciate that. And so not now, okay. I think you're going to start realizing that I have a sort of tug of war opinion. Like, I'm starting. I'm starting to read your uh, your I just, vibes on this movie. You know, it's 2003, and I'm trying to put myself back. I think that I would have fucking been entranced by this movie if I saw it when I was like 15 and just getting into horror and slasher. I'm glad you said that because I did have a moment of realization yesterday while watching it. I do appreciate this movie. I do really like this movie. However, it was not as fantastic as I remembered it to be. Yeah. Because I watched it 10 years ago for the first time. And now we have all these movies that are just kind of like almost reinventing the genre and just doing so many groundbreaking things with the genre that this movie in 2020 does kind of feel a little by the books. But that's kind of intentional. There are a lot of intentional throwbacks to specific horror movies, to specific great notable horror movies, and they made the the director made this movie specifically to honor s- old slasher and serial killer films. Okay. So, and, yeah, n- and, you know, you could you could call honoring classic horror films as ripping off <laughs> classic horror films and just giving it a prettier name. No, but um, they did some really incredible things for the time, especially with uh, Giannetto. A hundred percent. I mean, the gore is unmatched, especially for twenty like two thousand three. Uh, I mean, for now, if I saw this, if I saw that gore right like, t- today, I'd be like, "This is a groundbreaking fucking movie." They're because fu- it's not like, there's no flinch scenes in the gore. Like I wait, I get like. So we get to the the first kill, which is the dad, and there is a bit of a like corny thing where he kicks the dad's head in between two posts. Right. That well, was kind of funny, the but... first interaction with the dad when he opens the door and then he just starts hacking at the dad through the door. That's an homage to. Oh fuck! Well, you, you need I to know the it. movie. I just fucking Shining. Had... Yes, The Shining. Thank you. That is just because I'm a great horror fan. You know what? I am uh, uh, two sips into a 16-ounce Red I'm Bull. I'm three okay? beers in. I just took a shot. Well, fuck you, too, then. I ain't drunk, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I need to be more drunk. It was it was uh, the first 
nod in the movie to was Jack, to, Jack to, to Jack Torrance from The Shining was the first interaction between the killer and the dad. Right. So that's really cool. So then, yeah, he there was a, a little bit of a... Mm, yeah, how did he, his head fit through those banisters? I'm sorry. Have <laughs> you I never, don't care. No, have you never been a child and gotten your head stuck through banisters? I have, but I haven't been a... 50-year-old man with a 50-year-old man-sized head getting shot, like, kicked, well, one kick through the back of the head, and clean, clean into the banisters. They didn't break the banisters. I don't care, though. It's a good enough kill where I'm not, I'm not here to send movies. I don't care that it's a little unrealistic. I, the kill is so good that the setup doesn't matter that much. I'm not one of those guys. It's fine. We're going to find a banister, and we're going to experiment this real life. Well, I'll get you out. We we'll do, butter if, your ears. If we but, do this, we, it will be posted on our Instagram. So check out, look out for that. It I might, will be, may or may not happen. I will be shoving Matt's noggin <laughs> through some banisters. You know, you're picking the wrong head, right? This is like a, you have an enormous head, but I can still fucking <laughs> yeah, do it. I got a good 22 incher. I've measured. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Wait, <no>. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so, so then, then how he, does dad die? So he, dad dies from getting his head shoved through the banister and then, uh, the killer, who is played by Felipe Nehon, uh, very scary looking man. Um, he is. He has a uh, uh, human centipede creeper dude vibes. I love it. Human centipede two creeper vibes. Yes, that one. Yeah. Um, yes, for sure. Uh, and he his his lack of expression is very telling. Um, yeah. So he grabs a uh, dresser drawer. And just fucking yeets it into the dude's <laughs> head. And we see, uh, you don't in the rated R version, you don't see this. No way. It cuts away. All of the good ones cut away. And that's why I was so jarred that like they put it out for a major release in America. Like There's no way this movie would last with the bad dubbing and then a, a bunch of French... Uh, Dialogue that, especially in 2003, no one would have like went for, uh, and then they take away all the best kills. You know, so it really becomes I have, a lackluster. I think that the original version is probably, a, I mean, it is a fantastic, like, basic, really gory horror film. But they butchered it in America. So so far, America. the shitty dubbing killed it for you. Yes. Taking away the kills killed it for you, which. I mean, I had no well, idea. I, I, know, I, saw, R- I saw the unrated version. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see the rated R version. Uh, I just saw the one that ha- it has dubbing. Well, I didn't know in the rated R version they didn't show that kill. Yeah, they had. They took away almost a minute of the movie, which is all kills. Oh, um, shit. I actually have a list of all the things, and this is one of them. I'm going to go through all of them once we get to them. But yeah, the, uh, Alex, like Alex's father... Uh, Getting it, decapitated it, is taken away. It, a lot of that's taken away. It cut, it, and it's, it's a quick cut away and then uh you see his decapitated he- uh, body sitting later so you kind of it's implied and then you see a decapitated right. uh, body but anyways in the unrated version you you see it and it's a bit of a cut it's a, there's a bit of a a tiny cutaway yeah it, well, no, there's, but it goes from the it's perspective a little, it's a little of, wonky but it is brutal and it's right. awesome it goes from the perspective of you know looking back and forth between the dad yeah. and the dad's view on the killer moving the dresser in front of you know getting ready to shove his head off with it. And then it goes to an aerial shot of physically showing. It looks Mm -hmm. like a fucking tomato being squeezed. It's it's awesome. It looks great. Um, This entire time, uh, Marie is watching. Yes. Um, And from the, from upstairs. Right. Uh, And then it just becomes 
this guy roaming through the house. Just uh, massacring Alex's family. Yeah, so, it, you know, um, the mom uh, steps out and the kid that is living with them uh, steps out. Um, I'm guessing that's Marie's brother or no, Alex's it, brother. Yes, I mean, it's Alex's, Alex's brother. little brother. Yeah. yeah. And she, sa- she says, you know, go back in. Uh, go to sleep. She's like, "What's that noise?" And it was his dad being brutally de- decapitated. Right. She, she's like, "No, just go back inside." Poor little go Tom. To Tom. Oh, uh, poor baby. Um, and so then she goes and uh, investigates, finds the gruesome scene, sees um, the killer, and the killer starts walking up. She doesn't really scream all that much. Marie doesn't. No. Oh no. Or uh, the, the mom. mom. The mom. No. I mean, yeah, she's so a she's terrified. And she's, yeah. And then. The killer goes inside Marie's room. Right. And checks everywhere except for apparently under the bed, which is like... He did check under the bed. He did. And like she, like, I guess, scrunched up. Yeah. But Marie... He checked, the, he checked, like, the bottom and, like, corner. Well, Marie you see, hears him coming up the stairs. She's trying to plug in the phone. She's trying to move the armoire to get to the phone jack. Mm-hmm. Um, she hears him coming upstairs, and she knows that there's no way out... So she immediately, like, puts her shit back in her bag, shoves it under the bed, makes the bed up. Um, You know, the radiator was never turned on for heat or anything. So he goes in, and he's checking for any kind of sign of life, which she has erased or wiped away. Like, this bitch is on her toes. She's perceptive. Like, she knows exactly what the killer's going to be looking for. (laughs) Hehe. And she ends up hiding under the bed which you're right he does pick up a corner of it yeah. but she was curled up in a ball in the top part of the bed yeah well we're gonna find out that this is a reoccurring problem with this serial killer that he doesn't really do a good job of like checking <laughs> everything and that we're gonna come back to that but yeah so he doesn't find her uh and then she goes and hides in the closet did anything happen of, of interest that i'm missing before that no, she just, she hears him walking around. She hears screaming. Like, yeah. she knows that he's not on her trail anymore. She finds another hiding spot. Right, in the closet. And then the mom comes in. Yes. And this is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. It, so, the the mom comes in and she's, what, like, just looking around, like, trying to, trying to hide. Yes. He comes in. The yes. killer comes in. Uh and we get a lot of shots uh, from Marie's uh, perspective inside the closet. And there is the scene turns to uh, Alex's mom kind of facing Marie. But then no one knows that she's in there. No, no one knows that she's it's, – it's a very no stereotypical, like, you know, through the shutter door closet right. kind of thing scene. But the special effects made it yes. for me. So, and this is the second thing that was taken from – the rated R version. No. Yes. So in the original, uh, Alex's mother gets her throat slashed. Yes. And a no cutaway, like, like very... maintaining eye contact. And it was a Ugh. very good prosthetic. Yes. Like, I mean, it is. It's very hard to watch. I'm, I, I have a bit of a like queasy spot with with throat splitting. Really. There's a few things that. There's okay. a few gore points that do really get me, and throat throat slashes are uh, one of them. Uh, Achilles, ten- Achilles tendons or the another one. Hmm. Hmm. So this was a fun movie for you. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> that was just no, me. It's I was not, about to say it was not, just hard to not. watch for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then she gets her throat slashed, uh, but that scene was shortened uh, a lot. All of the the blood splurting, which is the best part of yes. getting your throat slashed, which happened like in a ton of movies. Like I love the like 
arterial spurts. Yeah, like the arteries like spurting out as the blood pumps from the heart. Like that's the best read. That's the that's why you cut throats in movies. So you can get that shot. But it's there so are shitty arterial spurts, and then there are really this satisfying good because ones. Because she falls, goes off camera, oh. and then she's off camera. The camera's still stuck on the closet door, and just blood popping up and yes. onto the closet door. It's good. Uh, and then I'm actually going to tell you that I missed her losing her hand. Did you? So it doesn't show her losing her hand. Okay. Then I you hear the it. slicing. Okay. So what I thought had happened, and it kind of like the, the hand thing kind of took me back because right. when I heard the slicing, I was having severe hereditary throwbacks mm. because I was like, he is just lopping her head off. And, and this is a good time to bring up that the sound effects in this are so visceral. Yeah, I, I do love the whole like, like the set the sound effects in this entire movie. It's great. Well, you see, if they spent half the amount of time they did on really good sound effects as they did on a, an English dub. Would you rather have good sound effects or good English dubbing? I'd rather have the fucking French version. That wasn't a choice. But continue. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so. So mom gets her hand lopped off. Her head is damn near decapitated. Yep. And uh, she's, she's, she's lying on the ground. He leaves. And then she finds a way. She comes out of the closet and um, goes to the phone, right? Right. What happened? <laughs> um, she comes out and she has a little interaction with the mom. The mom's just like gurgling. Oh, yeah. Nope, you're right. So, yeah, she comes out of the closet and goes down to the mom, who looks super dead with a fucking throat slashed. Uh, and then, classic slasher, fucking by the book shit. Like, I'm not, I, I say that really angry. It was. I'm not, I'm not mad about it, but. You seem why? pretty mad about why, it. Why, though? Why? But why it was do pretty, the fucking. But it was just like. Why do the, like, the classic, like, oh, she's dead, and then as soon as she pulls away. She went and checked for, like. Breath, I think, or so, no, that was later in the film. Could, um, could breath come through her throat at that point? That's in time? what I'm saying. But like, she somehow survives enough to gurgle a little bit and then die, which is just dumb. It was just, it was, I, I, it was, it was a weak fucking jump scare. It but wasn't even a jump. Speaking of jump scares, can I use this this moment to honor the fact that by this time in the movie, we already have experienced the only tiny right. jump scare in yeah, this entire it's movie. It's a fake. There are a lot of... Scares. No, there are so many build-ups. There are so many jump scare build-ups. Like, yeah. when she's in the cornfield, jump scare build-up. Nothing happens. Like, the only one is when she's, like, checking out her room in the beginning, and she closes the mirror, and Alex is there, yeah. and it, it was a very tiny jump scare. Well, you, you know, Chelsea, that the movie is called High Tension, Shut the fuck up. I don't know if you realize this, but the entire reason it's called high tension because nothing about the movie in the plot involves high tension. It's just the fact that well, they it was named high it tension. after the, the directorial uh, like pacing of the film. Okay, it was. I mean, if I were Alex, it's a very high tension fucking film. And if I'm what well, I'm saying, it's a high tension film. I'm saying that's why there's not a lot of jump scares, and that's why they rely so much on the before, which I. I think I've been on the books saying I prefer the build up to a you know the build up is the scary part and right. the jump the jump scare ruins it and they right. don't do that which is great. I love um, it because I've definitely been on the books by voicing how much I hate jump scares. Yeah, same. We both have. So. Uh. So yeah. So the 
the fake out death happens and then um the the killer goes out to try and find other people finds the the I think she finds the brother, right? No. He finds the brother. Well, the brother just hauls ass. He hauls like, ass out, he, the, and he goes into the cornfield. He goes into the cornfield. Which, just a quick jump back, we did see uh, that like kind of joke at the beginning of the film where uh, Alex is like, "I think I see something in the cornfield," and then she like runs out of the car. Yeah. And like, there's this weird scene where she's like trying to find uh, Marie, trying to find Alex, and then Alex steals the car and like drives off, and she freaks out. And it's one of those like. It was one of those uh, build-up moments that never never happened. Yeah, sure, but well, when someone's <laughs> in the dark in a cornfield that they don't know, you expect something to jump out of the cornfield. Right. Nothing jumped out of the cornfield. There was a happy little girlfriend joke. Ha yeah, ha! I was, was driving good. away They're without you in the dark. No friends. Girlfriends, okay. you're right, you're right, oh you're God. right, I'm not a girl, man, I'm, you I'm sorry. You misogynistic bitch. I just mansplained. <laughs> you just fucking mansplained the me word using girlfriend. girlfriend. Jesus, okay. Right, so uh, Alex's uh, brother runs out, goes into the cornfield, the um, killer, killer the killer follows, and we get a off-screen assumed death of... Gunshot. Uh, yeah, by gunshot. Of the the brother uh, who's like seven, so that's, that's it's a little boy. Yeah, little Tom Tom and, runs out into the cornfield, and you hear a series of gunshots. Yeah, and this is this also reminds me of something that I skipped over during the dad scene is they kill the fucking dog. Oh yes, they, they kill do. the dog off screen, but they throw the dead body on screen, and those two things are, I mean, animals and uh, kids are generally skipped over uh, as far as deaths go. Uh, only a few, and they did both. They did both, but they did do it a little safely. And Which I understand why. Me. Yeah, I mean, just it, it, the implication is, especially in 2003. I would have never continued watching this movie if there was a brutal animal or child death. I mean, I'm that person. I'm not, I'm not a, I don't. I can watch, watch a full grown person get massacred all day long, but as soon as you even like talk mean to an animal or, you know, you even like look at a kid wrong, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not done. You I'm know, a I don't, I don't, I'm not telling directors to make these, uh, artistic choices, but if they do, I get, Im- I get impressed that they took that step. I mean, that fucking, they had those balls. real fucking life, people kill fucking animals and kill kids, like, serial killers don't fucking care, you know? So when but they there's take, not a pet serial killer. Yeah, but they, there's not a, if, if a dog attacks, they're gonna fucking kill it. So do the cops. <laughs> uh. Tom gets killed in the cornfield. Um, you see Marie, you know, sees Tom's body laying in the cornfield from the window. Um, Marie goes to Alex. Alex is tied up in her bedroom at this point in time. And this is my first, huh? Like, uh, moment because your first what moment? <laughs> Maybe I'll make that a, a, reassur- a, a reoccurring segment in this podcast. This is Matt's moment. <laughs> we'll find that doesn't out. sound right either. I was like, because I, when I saw that, I was like, huh? <laughs> Why is she chained up with, uh, what's the gag made of? Um, it's just like plastic tubing. Yeah, plastic tubing. Um, that I guess has like wire ran through it. 
or like a chain ran through it with a key on the back because she can't get it off. Hmm. And it doesn't go all the way around. Like you can see in later scenes that the tubing ends at her cheeks. Like it's not all the way it's not all the way around. I didn't notice that. I did at all. several times because there's uh, several inconsistencies um, with the placement of the tubing, but I don't care. Um, so yeah, so she comes in and this dude apparently was carrying 70 pounds worth of chains in his back pocket. Or they were in his truck or because they were on a farm, there was chains somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, we don't get this. We don't get the scene, uh, on camera and this movie does take a lot of time in between scenes, which kind of bugged me. If I'm being honest, it, it, it got a little boring. The high tension moments ended up being a little, like, lackluster for me. Right. Like, it just it felt like the movie took a long time of just, like, people walking around. Right. I get that. And I mean, we did have the scene, to be fair, with Alex, because, you know, we do have the scene where he walks into Alex's room while she's asleep, and he's, like, touching her face. And, right. like, playing with her hair oh, and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, puts the fucking knife to her uh, throat. And right. Says, and you hear, like, screaming from Marie's point of view. You are correct. I missed, in, I, I missed a scene. Right. Yeah. So there is interaction between the killer and Alex. Right. You're, we just you, don't know right. what happened. We do get shown interaction. We just don't get shown anything about, like grabbing chains or anything. Right. But I was just a little, like, weird. I mean, I, there is a lot of time in between deaths, but, like... There was a lot of like, time in between scenes where they're just kind of walking around. So he, I'm sure he had time to go and get this stuff, but it just felt a little like an end wrapper in it and all of this. Uh, the ending of the movie kind of fixes this scene for me, but it we're getting right. it. We're getting and it that that's later. the other thing. There is an explanation for everything. All the inconsistencies. Not everything. No, there is okay. a... Pothole I ha- you can ru- drive a truck through. We will discuss that because I have a very cool theory. Okay, on I love theories. I love it. Yeah, so she ends up finding her in the uh, chains, and then she at some point hides again because the dude comes back and right. grabs um, Alex and puts her in a uh, truck. And drives off. and But Marie gets into the truck as well. Oh, no, Marie. So he puts Alex into the truck and then is doing something. And Marie uh, jumps in to talk to her and then grabs a knife and is about to stab him when he comes through. But then there's just a scene of him slamming the door. And he, you never see him. He's just slam, he's slamming the door from behind the door. So she gets locked in. Uh, so he's she's going on this ride. With the rest of them. She didn't really want to, but she's doing it. Uh, so yeah, then they're driving down the road. Uh, we get, like, some pretty cool shots of uh, Homeboy just chugging a bottle of... I'm, I want to believe it's Old Crow, but it ends up being... Some French shit. Yeah. It kind of looks like a Jack bottle with, like, covers on the uh, labels yeah, to yeah. me, but well, I'm I mean, sure it was some French it said, shit. It's, they said a name. I don't know if the name of the liquor later on is a real liquor, but... Um, yeah, so he's fucking chugging while drinking. Uh Marie is talking to Alex, saying, like, I'm going to get you out of here. Um, and then we get to the... And then we get to the gas station. Right. Um, you did miss a little tiny tidbit in there. Okay. 
when he cuts her when he cuts Alex's head out of the picture in the oh, family picture. Yeah. God, I hated that. Did you? Yeah, that was. I mean, obviously, it's like knowing not, what I know. It's it's a well, pretty cool thing. Obvi- I mean, uh, well, I don't know what you know, but it, I mean, it was a very obvious nod to like Michael Myers shit, where like you fan you um the family thing. Yeah, well, not but even it, the family not really. thing. He, but it's no, Alex. It's, he finds a picture of Alex and yeah. he adds it to his little collage right. of and, assumed victims. And we, we get we get told about that picture at the beginning of the film uh, because as they're walking in. Uh, She's uh, the dad's like, oh, it's nice to see you in uh, person, not just in a picture. And then he, she's like, a picture. And he's like, yeah, we have the picture of you and Marie on the uh, fireplace or something. Right. Uh, so yeah, we get told about that picture before, and then we get shown it. And she, he cuts it out, and uh, I guess puts it on the collage or whatever. Who cares? <laughs> you are such a I, Debbie Downer I just about didn't this. Like that part, man. Like. <sighs> I know that I'm ragging on it, and we're going to get to the end, and I'm going to tell you what I actually think about it, and I think you're going to be surprised. And I'll tell you why you should have appreciated that shot. I, okay. That's okay. Fine. That's fine. So they're That's driving and, and get to the gas station. Right. Uh, and so this, I know it's not the first time we get French uh, dialogue, but this is when the French dialogue picks up. And I realized, I mean, I already knew that I didn't like the dub, and I would rather have uh, the French version, but once we got to the part where there's, like, actual... French dialogue happening between um, the clerk and the, the clerk killer and the killer. It just felt so much better. It did. Like, the pacing was better because, like, when you when you translate, it doesn't translate perfectly timing wise. You know, so, certain words take less time or more time in one language than another. So when you have to get the same idea across, uh, like, auditorily and not just with subtitles, it makes the cuts really weird and wonky but once you get to the actual like uh original audio it is the acting is superb like the acting is perfect the timing is perfect it feels so much more natural and that's when i got into this movie see there's and and this is where i failed you once again is because a i always watch movies with subtitles i'm a subtitle person me too um and I also have a slightly firm grasp on the French language. Sure. So the words and the mouthing and knowing what, what the dialogue was happening, like I was able to pretty much translate because it was pretty basic French dialogue. And I also hate that um, when you dub a movie and then you put English subtitles on that dubbed movie, they're never the same. Right. Well, I mean, that sucks. Yeah. Um, so the, the dialogue and the Fucked dubbing, up. it was not that big of a deal for me. Oh, it sucked for me. It took, I'm me, sorry. It took me so out of the movie. I'm a piece of but, shit, okay? No, you're God a piece damn of shit. it. You're a piece of shit. Like, they're pieces of shit for not having the original French version. America's pieces of shit for trying to Americanize this d- pretty fucking good French fucking horror movie that kind of revolutionized a movement. You know, right. so fuck, fuck America, fuck Lionsgate. Give me the French. I'm gonna try and find the French version. Okay. Uh, I know you can get the Blu-ray un- unrated version, but I think it still has that weird. And it's just weird because half of it's dubbed and half of it's not. Like when Marie and Alice are talking to each other, it's that's dubbed. dubbed. Yeah. And then once Marie talks to anyone else, which we'll get to in this scene, it's not dubbed. It's right. French, which sounds so much better. Like the. Like, 
Cecile was an amazing actor, and it also just sucks because she gets her entire like performance taken away over the dub, and right. some fucking American is butchering her performance. Right. So that's why dubs suck because, I mean, you take away the the artistic like part of, or like half of the artistic part of the actress's whole part like role. Like, Agreed. So that sucks, and it it also wasn't good. So it just t- it took me out. But then we get to the gas station and it becomes heavily French and this is when I get into the movie. The two kill scenes that are really good, I loved those, but the fucking beginning of the movie just kind of fucking dragged for me. But once we get to the gas station, it picks up and I get way more interested because I can I can really dive in and like throw myself into this movie because I just believe it more. So, that being said, that being uh, said. He walks up to the quirk. He knows... They know each other, other's name. Right. Uh, I don't remember the names. I'm not going to look up the names. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but they know each other. They know each other by first name, so he's obviously been here a few times. Uh, oh. I'm stupid. Before that... Uh, before that, Marie walks in. Right. Because she's picked the lock to the van... Um, while he's pumping gas, she opens the door and creeps around the side of the car, starts walking towards the gas station. And then you hear the click of the gas pump to signify it's full. And she starts hauling ass towards the door. Mm -hmm. And then she tries to talk to the guy. Right. And she's like, call the police, call the police. And then he comes in and she hides. Yes. And then they start talking first name basis. Uh, and then they have this weird dialogue between, uh, between them where they're talking about, uh, this would be a good place to bring chicks. Right. Well, he starts off. So the killer's like, you know, so you working alone tonight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's slow and they don't, you know. It's it's nighttime. It's slow. It's whatever. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, this would be a, a cool cool place. I bet you, you know, get a lot of, uh, you know, travelers in here. Asking like asking for your services, right? <laughs> so, so the rich old lady stopping Weird. through. Want you know your what it reminded me of wink um, wink. It reminded me of the No Country for Old Men scene. Which Wh- one? That gas station scene. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in probably oh, just as long. Well, that sucks. So. That thing where like. The bad guy walks in and he knows more than he's letting on. And then the clerk's normal at first. And then it gets a little more awkward as it goes on. Like he's like. It's that eeriness. It's right. it's knowing what you know as the audience and seeing what the clerk's picking up on. Yeah. Because the clerk's clue in high tension was the blood well, on the killer's hand. And the girl that just walked in. Well, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, you know, a girl walks in, call, says, call the police. And then the guy walks in and she's hiding and she's yeah. doing her thing. And then you're talking to this person that, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're having a pretty normal ish conversation and you look down the dude's hands covered in blood and the two connect, yeah. I would imagine in real life. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, it was already in, he, he was already suspicious and now he knows. Right. Uh, so then she keeps like hiding and walking around and he asks uh, for some liquor. Yep. He goes into the liquor cabinet saying like, oh, I'm not supposed to uh, sell liquor this late. You're going to get me in trouble. I don't tell anyone. He's like, I promise. And then he's like, do you have whatever it was? I can't even remember. I wish I remembered the actual liquor. But he's like, yeah, I got it. And then he says, don't tell anyone. He says, I promise. He turns around, fucking axe. To right the to chest. the chest. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Great. Loved it. I mean, saw it coming from a million miles away. Still a great fucking kill. 
that's the beauty of this movie is uh, all of the kills are you, you pretty much see coming, but they're so good that like they're you're executed ex- so by the third time by the third time it happened. I was like, oh, a kill's coming. And I got excited. Because, like, oh, yeah, what are they going to do with this one, you know? Right. Because you see kills that are just, you know, they're lackluster or they're cheesy or knowing what you know, they could have been so much better. Yeah. Or it's a CG effect instead of a practical effect. Right. And these kills just make you excited because of how visually beautiful they yeah. are. Yeah. Like, by this kill, I stopped caring that they were so uh, predictable because the actual kill was... They actually... Um, conferred with a specialist, I believe some kind of, uh, maybe like crime scene or blood spatter, some kind of expert oh, really? on this to get the most out of the kill scenes. Well, it shows. And so this, this one, he axes him and then homeboy falls and then he just fucking like starts stepping on the guy and like again the special effect the sound effects just the crunching yes. when he's stepping on the guy it is fucking great um so then he turns the door uh sign to close shuts the lights off she runs out the back right before he can uh, lock those doors uh and she goes into a bathroom uh, with a bunch of stalls and she goes into the men's bathroom he goes into the women's bathroom first um and slams all the doors open to check and see if anyone's in. See, and it's another one of those moments where you're like, she is, she is a crafty little minx. Like, you know, she she makes the conscious decision to not go into the women's bathroom, knowing that if there's a female in the bathroom, if he's after a female. Yeah, I thought something different. <laughs> I thought, again, this guy does not cover all of his fucking bases. Because he goes into the women's bathroom... Slams all the fucking doors, goes into the men's bathroom with just as many doors, and takes a piss. And then leaves. Why not check the other doors? You just checked five Uh, doors, and you find five more, and you're like, nah, dude, I'm good. Those are empty. Come on, Chelsea. That's stupid. God damn it. I I will give you... This guy is bad at his job. Chelsea 400, Matt 1. God damn it, okay? Fuck. So then... <laughs> he she, fucks she, up the bathroom. She please. leaves. The, but this is the second time he didn't check well enough. He, this chick would be dead if he checked well enough. But, but there's he, a purpose. Yeah, well... Everything we has a reason. We don't know that yet, and all I'm thinking at the... At the well, you're gonna feel sheepish then. Not really. Yes, we'll you will. There. Uh, so then he leaves the bathroom, and... Gets into the car and bails. Right. And this and is another one of those build-up scenes when Marie's walking out of the bathroom. Because she is checking all the stalls. Yeah. Because she doesn't know if he actually left or if he just dipped into a stall and is waiting to, like, yar, you know. And then then she goes in, back into the gas station, calls nine, whatever the French equivalent of 911 is. <laughs> Um, it's not 911. I don't know what numbers are. She dials the police. Dials the police. Uh, starts fucking talking to him about it. She can't find the address of the gas station. She's like, I don't know where I'm at. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
Because she hears the truck start. The truck drives away. She's on the phone with the police. They're like, where are you? We can't help you if you don't tell us where you are. She's, like, frantically looking around. She's like, she's like, it, it can't be that hard to find a big, ugly van this time of night. Like, I'm going to... She's like, we, we can't find you. And she's like, if I burn it down, you'll fucking find me. And that was great. I love right? it. Because it was all in French, so we actually got the right, like, emotion out of the, the dialogue. And I loved it. And this is when I really got into the movie. Because, like, she hangs up. And she becomes fucking badass good girl uh, of the film and, like, grabs um, a gun, grabs the fucking uh, keys that very yeah. visibly had, uh, uh, what, Dodges? Uh, yeah, or Ford like or, something. or Ford or something. like that. Yeah. Uh, and then gets into this badass muscle car and fucking scroots off. With a goddamn rebel flag on the back At of it. At this point, I'm like, yes, this has now <laughs> become a fucking, like... Strong ass fucking woman about to go kill this dude to save her friend. I, I was into it. I was like, hell yeah, we're gonna get a great fucking climax. Uh, and then they they drive off, and um, she's following him. He turns off. She keeps going straight. He ends up behind her. Uh, she's he, checking. Yeah, he turns off into like the woods. She she turns the lights off, backs up, goes down the road, and then yeah, he ends up behind her. Yeah, and then. She checks the gun, uh, and no, he, 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 he flashes the, she picks, she starts to pick up the gun because she sees that he's behind him. He turns the brights on and then his hand pokes out of the driver's side window and all of a sudden all the bullets in the gun just drop out yeah, and she, she checks, checks the gun. It is not loaded. Right. And that, this was very, uh, this reminded me of Jeepers Creepers. So this is the part where her interactions and the killer's interactions, it's starting to, it's starting to make more sense into the psyche of Murray. She's right. getting closer. It Everything's getting closer together. I never guessed the twist. The twist was a legit twist to me. Yeah. So then they get to some building. It might be a she, her, she wrecks the car. Oh, she does wreck. You're right. Yeah. So the car slips, lands, he drives off. She gets out of this car wreck, all kinds of fucked up, and just gets out and starts running, heads towards some greenhouse-looking things in the woods. She goes into the greenhouse, looking for weapons. Walla killer. Yeah, found our, uh, uh, found the weapon that ends up being on, or the first, one of the weapons that ends up being on one of the posters, which is. A uh, bat wrapped in barbed wire. I don't even know if it was a bat. It it's was a piece of wood. It was like piece a... Piece of wood wrapped very... Yeah, because um, so it was like wood with barbed wire on it. It could have been used for fencing at some point in time. And she just like yanks the wood out of the the ground and starts wrapping the barbed wire around it. Just twisting the wood, wrapping yeah, the like barbed a, wire it, more it, and it, more. It's a very uh, horror version of like Standing Tall. Did you ever see Standing Tall? No. Oh man, Standing Tall's good. It's a hmm. two, there's two of them. I can't remember who the first one uh, had starring, but the second one, the remake had Dwayne Johnson. Uh, really good. You should watch it. Uh, he uses a fucking, um, he uses a two by four to beat the fuck out of a ton of people. It's fucking awesome. Anything with nails or barbed wire. There's no barbed wire. It. Which is why I say it's a horror version of that. It's, it's, he just yeah. uses a two by four. Or oh. he, yeah, he well, just uses a two by four. Well, of course The Rock does. The Rock can use a two by four to fuck anybody up yes, any day of the week. He is a two by four. His arms are two by four. Hell yeah, they are. Or like eight by eights or something. He's yeah. a big guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. Continuing, so she 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 gets her weapon. Yep. And this is when her and the killer are going to meet face to face. This one is really good. This like cat and mouse kind of like playing, like trying to figure out. Both are looking for each other. Both trying to kill each other. 
I think that worked out really well. The other, uh, the resolution of this scene is also fucking great. Uh, so they end up finding each other and she fucking beats the fuck out of him in the face with, did something happen before that? Yeah. He beats the fuck out of her. He, well, he, well, he doesn't beat the fuck out of her. He, he, so he, again, with the cat and mouse, she comes around the corner brandishing her weapon and you see the flashlight he was using just hanging from a rope. So she's walking towards the flashlight, getting ready to beat the fuck out of him. Flashlight's hanging. You're like, oh shit, he's not holding it. And all of a sudden he pops up behind her with some plastic or something, puts it over her face and just starts asphyxiating her. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's down on the ground. And she's digging and eventually grabs a rock and smashes it into the side of his head. Yeah, and then he just gets real dazed for a second. Uh, you see the blood running down and takes his hat off. And then he falls or she gets on top uh, and then takes her 2 by 4 wrapped with uh, barbed wire and fucking slams it into his face. And yes. then it you know, struggles to get it out, which is so visceral. And then we see his face just holes everywhere and it looks so sick. Which he, that that was a little point of oh, like yeah, what that, for me because I have yeah, that phobia. I ah, yeah. Yeah. That I, bothered I, me a little bit, but I tried to look past it. I also have it, but I it do was, you? Oh yeah, I have trichophobia. Like fuck, like I can't look at. Uh, okay. I get I get uncomfortable when I look at um, honeycombs. Yeah, no, that. But okay. this one it wasn't that bad. Fun. You're like the first person I've met that like legitly has it. Besides like someone in my family. I have it. Um, but this one didn't really trigger it for me because it really triggers for me when it's like empty holes. Yeah. Okay. Let's not talk about it. Cause yeah. I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, we're going to get like a ton of tribophobia. Stop. Uh, okay. I don't want to talk about see, it anymore. Uh, it's like in my head and I can't get it out. Oh, commented. Oh. Patreon content. We will watch these movies on Patreon. If you pay for it. No, the fuck we will not. We I draw my line at clowns. No, we're watching clowns in tripophobia if they pay for it. You, That's no, the whole no. point. I can't be bought with that shit. Yeah, you can. We'll talk about this later. It depends on how much. I miss... Okay, <laughs> as big of an American Horror Story fan as I am, and people know... Exactly if you know me... About. If you know me, you know how huge, like, life-altering American Horror Story is for me. I love it. Yeah. And I could not watch Cult. Yeah, I got, I got the trigger warning before, so I was able to brace myself. I'm not so bad that I can't see it. I just really don't like seeing it, and I hate being surprised by it. So, if I can if I can get the trigger warning before and I can brace myself and I know it's coming, I can I can deal with it. I can't. Um, Anyways, um, so <clears throat> getting completely off that. <laughs> so she whacks him a couple good times with the barbed wire wrapped uh, piece of wood, yep. and. Post. Yes, the barbed wire at post. He's down, and she just fucks him up. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and then this is a, a bit of a wonky scene because uh, she fucks him up, and then it cuts to like, it cuts back. To, so it was cut on her fucking him up, and then it cuts back to him like fucked up. But for some reason, the plastic wrap is around her around his face. Yeah, she puts the plastic wrap around because she he... doesn't put it around. Oh, well, it's on the ground. So. She, he, she just, he just some, somehow ends up under it. Right. Unless I missed something. But no, I'm pretty I sure think... it was a pretty bad cut of her beating the fuck out of him, and then it cuts to him, and she's, he's under plastic. Which I understand why it happened. And the scene was great, but it didn't really make sense continuity-wise. 
I, know, like I most think of this movie. I think I've said that like five times already that I don't care that the continuity was wonky because the reason for it paid off so well. Right. Regardless of because why in, because the plastic in this, be, ends up in Because, like, even though... I'm sorry. Because when he, she rips off the plastic, it's so gross and visceral because it sticks to the blood. I just, I loved that little, like, detail. Another she, fun little detail about that scene is the blood splatter that hits the camera. That actually happened. Oh, yeah? That's part of the special, like, the, remember, the blood. I remember, and it almost looked fake to me, but I guess it was real blood. It was real, and they, when they were reviewing the footage, they loved how it looked so much that they yeah. kept it in. Right. It wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, so... He, she's, there's a struggle that ensues after he tries to asphyxiate her with the plastic. The plastic gets thrown on the ground amid the struggle and he ends up on top of the plastic and she's beating the fuck out of him. Then he reaches up and grabs her one more time. And then she takes the plastic, pulls it down over his face and asphyxiates him right the fuck back. And then it becomes a, a test of who can not breathe the longest. But she did. She does have the upper hand because while that that hand's almost definitely like bruising her like throat and like all of that, she probably has at least some small gap of air that where she 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 is like making right s- like shallow sound. breaths. The gap, yeah. And he's not because he has plastic, plastic over, his over face. him. There's nothing. Like even though there's no damage being done to the throat, he cannot get any air in. So that's why she ends up winning. And my that that made sense to me. I liked that. Um, you really dissected it. Yeah, well, there's not, there wasn't really a lot of, like, introspective moments in this movie. It's just a bunch of gore, so that's what I focused on, because that's the best parts. Touche. The story is not that good. <laughs> okay, so she kills him, getting back to the story then, that's not that very fucking good. She kills him, it's now daylight outside, Yippee Kaye, she fucking wins. She goes to get her friend. Yeah. And she's unwrapping her and she's like, Alex, you don't have to worry. He's dead. We won. Blah blah blah. And Alex is like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, grabs a knife. Yeah. The same knife that she was gonna use to kill him uh at the beginning. Uh and she's like freaking out. Uh, and again, this goes back to the English dub, which I really wanna see this scene in French. Because right. I, I know it's good. I saw the way they were acting. I saw, like, their, like, mannerisms and their, uh, like, mannerisms? body. Yeah, Is man- that, like, a man aneurysm? No. Their mannerisms? Man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Southern. I'm going to say mannerisms. Well, goddamn. Gosh darn it. Fucking yeet, yeet, motherfucker. Yeet. Southern. Uh, <laughs> the mannerisms. The mannerisms. And uh, the body language. Of the actresses, the memories were the so good, mechanism. and the the dubbing wasn't. And again. it's so cool though because the whole time, if you go back and, and you know the plot twist the whole entire time, Alex's character is fantastic because she is visibly terrified. If you catch it, yeah, every time she has an interaction with, but Marie. it just sells as like she's in a. Right, she's, she's terrified, and she, you know, her friends come to rescue her, and maybe she's so far mentally gone that she's like, right. you know, fuck you, get away from me, fuck you, fuck you, and yeah, then that's all what of a sudden, at first. Get, you killed my family. Yeah, and then we get the flashbacks mm. of, it's actually Marie going around killing her entire family. No, uh, you, you butchered it. It's not Marie. 
at that moment. The police pull up into the gas station. Oh, you're right. So after after Alex tells Murray, you killed my family, get away from me, it cuts to the police pulling up to the gas station. Doesn't look like anyone's here. It's closed. But let's go in and look anyways. And they find the clerk's body, and they go and review the camera footage, the security camera footage, and it shows Marie yeah. killing the clerk with the axe. You are right. I forgot about that. And plot twist introduced. Yep. So it ends up being Marie the entire time. Uh, then we get the back, the, and then we get the flashbacks of yep. her killing. Then we actually kind of do get an on an on uh, screen kill of the boy. Yes. Of the brother, uh, sort of. It's a gun pointing at a, at the kid, uh, and then the bang, and it's it jumps off. Uh, yeah. So then what happens is we get this sort of back and forth with the two characters. Yes. So as, um, as Alex is fleeing, we get, um, some scenes will be the male killer that we were watching the entire time. And then it'll jump to being Murray. And then she gets the concrete saw, which is the second, uh, um, poster weapon. Which right. I like that poster better. Yeah. Um, we'll post both of them on our Instagram so you can see both of them. But yeah, so I like, I love that whole, that weapon is so sick. It is. I love it. It's just it. a concrete saw. And yeah. that was a nod, very obviously, to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sure. Um, so now, can, can I um, divulge my uh, observations? Or, sure. Let's just. Or do fin- you want to finish? Let's just the... finish it real quick because okay. it's really just it's just her running, and then um, it's just her running, uh, and Marie chasing after uh, her. Sometimes turning into the killer, sometimes being mostly being the killer, and again when she's the killer, they speak fucking English or they speak French. When she's the killer, they speak French, and when she's Marie, they speak English. Like in this. Kind of maybe, back and forth scene. Maybe they only have the dubbing budget for two characters. That's so dumb. Just yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. That makes sense. Anyways, uh, they get to the. Uh, she's running through the forest, and then we stumble upon the opening scene. Yeah. But instead of Marie, it's Alex running, and she's being chased by at this point the killer. It's I wish that that scene it was Marie and not the killer. Well, there's a the quick killer. flash with Marie yeah. running with the the concrete saw, and then the rest of the time it stays with the male right. incarnation right. with the concrete saw. She runs out. Alex runs out into the road, stops the car, which now we see it wasn't Marie. Um, it was Alex. Yeah. And she stops the car. Dude runs off the road. She's like, help me. Gets in the car. Car won't start, which is... That's one of the cliches that bugs the fuck out of me in horror movies in general sure. is when the car won't start. Yeah. I, it's just a pet that's, peeve of that's mine. That's one of those that I'm going to write down on the the horror drinking game that I'm, I'm making. Yes. A uh, car not starting. God damn it. So Alex is in the car. Car won't start. And then male killer takes the saw and just plunges it through the windshield. Yep. And I forgot that I was uh, listing all of the changes in the movie um but i don't think what did i miss i missed okay so the scene 
between Marie and the killer with the barbed wire, the the face scene, which is like the best part of the scene, that gets taken out. What? Um, yeah, they, they, that's a lot short and uh, less explicit. Boo. I don't know if I talked about it before, but I'm sorry if I did. Uh, the gas station clerk, that scene got shortened. Um, and then this scene is the next one. Uh, the disembowelment of the driver got shortened and like heavily edited right because it was a very brutal scene it was, it was the most awesome. brutal scene of the movie Pretty, yeah fun fact about this scene is there was so much fake blood used in this scene that it drenched the cameras and when the cameras Hell were used yeah. when the cameras were used to shoot the next project when they would zoom in blood was still leaking from the camera because of this scene if that's not telling of how good of a horror movie something is, you know, like blood being left over in a camera that you use from your horror film, that, 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 that's a, that's a testament to how brutal your fucking movie was. That's yes. sick. Uh, yeah. So then that dude dies very brutally. <laughs> like it's all, like just his whole body gets fucked. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. At this point, it's the male killer. And he goes to the back uh, window and puts the saw through the the window and says, like, I'll rip your fucking head off, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because well, both incarnations are in love with Alex, and now all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to rip your head off. Oh, God, that's something we missed in the greenhouse scene. When he's choking Marie. He, oh, you're right. Yeah, he's like. Damn, that was such a huge part to the story, too, in, in telling kind of yeah, the motives behind everything. It's kind of everything. them arguing with each other. Yes. Because he's saying, uh, what what do you see in Alex? Does she turn you on? She turns me on, too. And it's, it's it may, I guess it could be argued that it's like an internal conflict between her two personalities. It is. At that and point. I'm going to get into that as well. I have a small. Um, theory about this truck-sized plot hole in this film. So back to the um, car scene. They're playing cat and mouse in the car. Um, Alex grabs a crowbar and escapes from the car. Right. And I loved this shot when the male killer is still trying to like get her and doesn't realize she's escaped from the car. Yeah. And Alex is crawling, like scooting herself backwards down the road. Yep. And sorry. And yep, this uh is the part. This is the second part. <laughs> this is the this other This is your thing. uncomfortable part. Yep. Um and the killer's looking realizes she's not in there. He sees her like through the car scooting back and then the the shot kind of follows like as he's standing Yeah, up I, I and, like how the I like how the shot goes through the car. Yeah. It's like almost it's like a POV. Yeah. Oh, uh, that that was a really good shot. I liked it. Um So then poor Alex is just scooting on her ass down the road as quick as her little broken fucking self can yeah and we find out why she's scooting and not walking because she gets a fucking piece of glass just shoved right through her achilles tendon oh yes it's in oh, there man it's so deep so in there so bad and she pulls she... it out <laughs> you hear it it's just like and it's so long it's just this uncomfortable sucking sound of glass leaving flesh and you realize she can't walk her foot's all fucked up Oh, it's so beautiful. And this isn't cut out of the R-rated one. This part saves. Because it's not a big deal to people it, who aren't you. No. I, I guarantee you, leave us a comment and tell us on any social media how y'all feel about 
uh, Achilles tendons because it is a thing. It is most people's Achilles tendon or Achilles heel. Achilles heel. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> most people Achilles heel when it comes to gore. Like it, there's a hostile scene. Not a hostile. Uh, House of Wax. Yes. That see, that was the first scene I ever saw that like with a, a Achilles tendon uh, clip, and it fucked me up. I was so young. Uh, Is that where your Achilles tendon uh, adversity comes from? Maybe, but I don't know. But I mean, it's, is it just the the thought? It's of... not because I mean, it's not obviously it's not because of that movie. Can I you found feel it? out about it because of that movie. No, I don't really feel it. I just I just cringe. Oh, it's so bad. And then she was like pulling it out so slow, and they didn't cut. Mm. That should have been cut from the fucking whole movie. I'm just kidding. It was great. I it love any. Really I love any gore that makes me feel this way. That's that's why I watch these gory movies. So this is the scene where Marie kind of comes back. So the killer is standing above her, saying, "You know, you, you don't, don't love me. Do you love me? You don't love me." And she's scooting back, and then Alex finally says, "I do love you." And that's when the killer turns back into Marie. Right. And, and this is again comes into my theory that we're going to get into. Uh, but yeah, she becomes Marie again, and then she goes up. She kind of like slackens. She gets a little more like calm, calmer, and she goes in to kiss Alex. And Alex isn't kissing back, but then she kind of starts to for a second, and then fucking like just shoves the crowbar straight shoves through. Shoves a crowbar through her shoulder. Yes. Crowbars are not sharp. They're sharp-ish. They're sharp like a dull knife. A dull knife is sharp. You know. I mean, go Alex though. I'm like, sure she had a bunch of pinup aggression. But it's duller than a dull knife. Like it's thick. How much force would it take to throw a, a crowbar through someone's fucking shoulder? And this is the last thing that was uh, cut from the R-rated movie. Was the uh, close-up the the, the behind close up. the close-up? Yeah. Yeah, the behind close-up was taken out. So then it goes to uh, Marie being in a mental hospital. She So as the crowbars through her, her body, she says, you know, no one will ever keep us apart again. Right. No one will ever keep us apart again. And this is where it comes full circle back to the beginning of the movie. She's sitting in the hospital. No one will ever keep us apart. And that's all yeah. she keeps saying. Yeah, and, then, and then there's Alex behind the two-way glass. Yeah, and she says, she can't see me, right? And, and like, they say no. yes. Yeah, she can't see you. And then she sees her. <laughs> she, well, she senses her. She yeah. there. It must be su- such an obsession that she senses that she's there. And the movie ends with you know, no one will ever keep us apart. Marie like looks up and looks towards puts the glass and puts her arms out, reaches for Alex, and the movie's done. Tell tell me your theories and your thoughts, Matt. Before we get into theories and thoughts, let's just real quick go over our favorite or our favorite scenes and our least favorite scenes. Okay, um, it's hard because I think, aside from the incredible gore, because the the throat slashing scene was definitely one of my favorites, but the, the psychological aspect became my new favorite after this time of watching it. I appreciated the kills and the gore so much more. But I had a lot more time to think on it, and knowing the twist, I could watch it in a different light. Um, My favorite scene is definitely the mom kill. I think it's great. It ends a little stupid, but I think that the cinematography was great. I thought the acting was great. 
Um, it was there was no dialogue. I love which helped a lot, <laughs> like, especially with the English <laughs> dub part, uh, parts. Um, the kill was something I have rarely seen. Like you don't get a lot of like uh, no, you don't get a lot of no cut throat slashing. No cut throat slashing. Uh, <laughs> Fun fact about that scene, um, they kept having to redo it over and over and over because the male actor, and each time they had to like use a new or repair the prosthetic because the actor who played the killer was so afraid that he was pressing too hard on the actress's throat oh, yeah. that he was hurting her. So, so they, they had they were, to keep doing it. So they were using it. a real knife. Yes. Tight. They had to <laughs> keep doing it over and over and over. That that sucks, but it turned out to be a very good scene. That's very that's a very Kubrick uh, thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is high tension. Uh, the French really know how to do their gore. Apparently, we'll see if that uh, carries on to the future uh, future episodes. Do we get to pick the movie now? Is it my turn? It's to... my turn for the dart this week. Oh, you get to throw the dart. Yep. I All get right. to throw the dart. We're gonna get out of the way. Tension real quick? No, it's just just if we if we hit high tension, we'll I just throw it again. Yeah, stick it up, uh, and then we'll replace two. She's late. She's lining up. Oh, what'd she get? In the middle. No, no, no it's. No, so it's in uh, the middle no, 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 of no, no, behind the mask. It's closest. It's closest to Cabin in the Woods. That's how we're doing it. Motherfucker, here's what. Okay. So the next episode is going to be on Cabin in the Woods. Uh, you can watch it on Hulu if you have a subscription to that, and if you don't, you can go and buy it anywhere. But it is available on Hulu for free if you have a subscription. Please go watch it before you listen to the next episode so you can join us on the conversation. Uh, yeah, so that's about the end of the episode. Uh, you can find us on all social media. You can find us on Twitter at the Horrorist Pod. You can find us on Instagram at the Horrorist. You can find us on Facebook at the Horrorist Podcast. You can find us at our website uh, at the-horrorist.com where you can find all of our social media plus our Patreon that you can uh, subscribe to for more content. Uh, It'll also have a ton of information and everything and all the episodes that uh, we're going to put out. Uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at mattblack78. That's M-A-T-T-E-B-L-X-C-K-7-8. Hell yeah. That's my favorite part of the show is <laughs> yeah, listening to you spell my, my your handle. hipster handle the entire time. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Chelsea Blue Moon. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A Blue Moon. I love that you feel that like you have to spell yours. I, Do I, you yeah, understand we, I, I think we did this last time. <laughs> how many times my name gets misspelled? There's yes, a lot Chelsea. of ways to spell Chelsea. I Matt, Chelsea. M-A-T-T-Matt. I get it wrong every – I have to uh, – whenever I'm like – Looking for you to like message you or whenever I'm spelling your name, I have to spell it like twice. I always put an A in front of the L okay, for you're, some reason. Okay, number one, that's the <laughs> that's first. Just, that's the southern in yeah. you. Um, number two, you absolutely just proved my point. You're right. So you're right. Stay scared. Stay scared. Thank you for listening. Symbols, the mitre, the pentacle star, even someone as ignorant and...